Well, good morning. It's great to see you all who are here in the room. Those of you who are online, it's great to see you also. Well, I say see, be seen, I guess is what we can go with. Um, I'm Matt, I'm one of the pastors here and it's uh, just good to be together. Um, I do wanna say um, Amanda and, uh, and Taylor, we're gonna miss you. Uh, I don't actually think they're in the room today. So um, we're gonna miss you guys. And uh, seeing you guys uh, have to step into the reality of taking the kinds of steps that you don't know what's coming next, um, having to trust God for what that's going to look like. Um, many of us are familiar with those steps. We've had to take those in our lives at different times. And, um, and so I just want to thank you for your encouragement to us. And it's really an invitation of the kind of people we want to be, right? We want to be the kind of people who are going to step out when we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We, we want to be moving towards God when we hear his voice and understand that this is maybe the way and that we should walk in it. Um, and so I know that uh, that's true in the midst of disruption, right? And we have had, uh, well, no shortage of disruption in 2020, right? I think we're, we're pretty much accustomed to that reality uh, at this point. I don't think that if anyone, uh, it's funny, as we come to kind of the, the beginning of a new year in ministry, I keep thinking like if anyone had, had thought or, or could have told us, hey, listen, I know it's August of 2019, but you won't believe what it's like in August of 2020. None of us would have believed him, right? We'd be like, you're crazy. Well, we're here and the world is here and our country is here. And even as a church, this is kind of where we are. And so we're having to, in the midst of disruption, take steps forward, trusting that God has good for us and God has good for you. And we believe it's actually a significant good for each and every one of us. So if you're new, if this is your first Sunday, welcome. Uh, if this is your second, third, if you're new to Roswell, we're really glad that you're here. Uh, this is usually a really, usually, it's a really fun and exciting Sunday for us. This is the time of the year where we kind of like step in, look ahead and, and kind of anticipate the kind of things that God's going to be inviting us into together corporately. Normally we have like, you know, flags flying out there, like, like you know, they keep the sun away and we have tables and food and, and we hug each other. Do you guys, do you guys remember hugging? I don't know if you remember hugging. Um, there was hugging and like handshakes, crazy, crazy world, crazy world. I, you don't remember, but that's what it used to be like. And, and a year ago, that's what we were doing. And normally we'd be inviting you to like jump in and help and serve with kids and, and be a part of the life of Roswell in all kinds of ways. And, and right now we're just going to be us and we'll usher you in and, and we're glad that you, and we'll usher you out and, and we'll get to be together in this moment. So, so, so there's adaptation, right? We're all in the midst of tangible and real adaptation. But what God is doing is not done. What God is doing, he's not on pause. Yes, there's, there's no food around round tables outside, but God's on the move and he's inviting us into something significant. And so, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a minute to just to kind of look back and look forward. Where, where have we been this last year and where are we going to be heading in this coming year? And the first way we're going to do that is just take a look at our finances. I know you all have families or you're, you, you've had, you have a relationship with your checkbook, right? Um, and you kind of have to begin, oh, we're just throwing up slides. Hold on, just, I'm not there yet. Give me a minute. No one's paying attention. I just watched all the eyes go to the screen. All right, so pretend like you didn't see that. You don't know what's going. It's a mystery what's about to happen. Um, but we want to look at where we've been and, and look at where we're going to be. And if, if you think about it, if you remember when we were uh, in fall of last year, we were actually in some kind of tight financial places, right? And one of the things that emerges is that you all as a people responded with generosity and some of the cuts that we had to make, we were able to reverse and, and move forward as a church and it was awesome. And then, and then we hit the spring, you know, and everything shut down. People's jobs were lost. Folks like, like, like Taylor and others, like things shifted instantaneously and, and many of you remained 
faithful, faithful to our church, faithful to the movement that God's doing here. Um, so this is what this last year looked like. Q slide. Boom. Um, financial review. This is our, our ministry year ended July 31st, and this is where we landed. Total giving last year was $818,000. Our expenses ended up coming in around seven thirty-three, dollars uh, which means that we were in the black about $85,000, which is amazing. Like, I'm sorry, were you here this last year? Like, this is amazing. This is amazing. You all have been so faithful and God's been so generous through you. It's really, really incredible. On top of this, right, on top of the 818, I just want to say, we had over $20,000 given towards the benevolence folks that's helping people through this COVID time. We had $22,000 given to, the, uh, to, the, to, the, uh, to Nepal to, the, to, to help girls that are being rescued out of sex slavery. 22,000, so that's just more of what generosity looked like from you. And I just want to say, like, to the praise and glory of God. Because that, that's what it looks like when the people of God look into the mission of God and say that he's doing something and we want to be a part of it. And so I just want to say thank you. I want to honor you. I want to remind you that God is on the move. And, and by the way, if you're, if you're new here or if you haven't started giving yet, like we just want you to know like you're needed, you're wanted. We're, we're going places. We, we want to be the kind of people that are moving forward with the direction that God has for us. So, so you're welcome to jump in. There are all kinds of ways to give. Of course, you know, a few of you are in the room and but there's a couple, of, we've made it as simple as we can. So there's like, you know, you can, you can give online or through our app or through the website. We have like a little slide, I think, that explains all the things. You can give right here. And even in the boxes, we are checking these. Or you can mail stuff in, uh, you know, like with a stamp or through your bill pay. So there's all kinds of ways in which you can continue to contribute to the movement of God here at Rossville. And you're needed and you're wanted and we're so grateful for you. And I just want to remind you... Um, that, that, that generosity and your generosity really matters. Like it, it, matters, it matters personally to you as, as we become the kind of people who reflect the realities of our heart with what comes out of our bank accounts. And secondly, it's a declaration. We know what you, one of the declarations you've made this last year and how you've been generous is you made a declaration that, that you're not gonna be as entangled with the things of this world. That, that's one of the declarations that we make when we, gave, when we give is we say like, this doesn't own me. Like I use it, I steward it for the Lord. And that's some of the declarations you've made in this, in this past year. But we've also made a declaration as a community that we're gonna be doing this together. So your generosity matters and it matters because God is doing something with our church. We're, we're on our way. We're, we're seeking to live into and live out a vision that he has given us with, with clarity and purpose. And that's what we're gonna be talking about now is uh, as we think about the vision of RCC, about where we've been going and what we've been talking about. If you remember a year ago, none of you had masks on and I was sitting in here in a kayak, which is a very strange way to start any sermon, just so we're clear. And, and we talked about becoming the kind of people who, right? As a church, we have a six-year vision of becoming the kind of people who are going to allow the life of Christ to be manifest, the life of Christ to be formed in us and the life of Christ to be manifest through us. We want to have people that are saturated with Jesus, that smell like Jesus everywhere we go, formed in Christ and, and manifesting Jesus as we go. Like that's, that's the picture of what, not, not like we're going to build this building or we're going to accomplish this thing. No, we're going to become a certain kind of people. That's the vision God's invited us into. And, and so we took step one last year. And uh, if you remember, you got saturated with, with risk, right? We invited you into a season to hear and respond, to find discipleship as people who hear the word of God and then respond to him. And, and so we spent a whole year 
taking faith-filled steps of courage. And we use this tool, if you remember it, and there's all kinds of, there's incredible stories of some of you that are like forgiving people that you haven't forgiven before or, or, or confronting people, telling people the truth and it wasn't gonna be easy. Some of you, like, like just like Taylor and Amanda shared, like gave secretly without people knowing where it even came from. And then people like Taylor, including myself, find ourselves having to ask for help when it's unbelievably uncomfortable and taking that risk to, be, to be, have people look at you and think, you're kind of needy. And be like, yeah, I'm kind of needy. Like we took those kinds of risks together. We listened to God, we heard from him, and then we responded. The invitation this year one was for us, for us to become the kind of people who hear God and respond to him. That's year one. And year two is this year. We want to be the kind of people who are grounded in God's word. One of the primary ways in which God speaks to us, that we, that we hear from him, is through the scriptures. And so we want to be the kind of people who are shaped by the Bible, shaped by the scriptures. I'm going to come back to that and talk way more about that in a minute. But uh, year three, which is next year, when we won't be wearing masks, right? Okay, next year, um, we want to be the kind of people who, who live out our calling in community, who live out the reality that we want, to, we, want to, we want to be alive to the calling that God has put on our lives, that we know why we're waking up in the morning, we know, we know, we know exactly who we are and a clear sense of what it looks like to move into the world, be kind of men and women who... We're not attached to that which is the most comfortable, but are actually seeking to follow what God's made us to be. And we want to do that in community with other people, tethered together with other people so that we can, we can fight the reality, the isolation that's so pervasive in our culture. And that we can be the kind of people when we're tethered together that can call, give, us, give each other courage to move into the kind of spheres that we're needed in most, where our callings are needed in most. Year four, um, we're going to be, we're going to be working on becoming the kind of people who, um, who pray like our lives depend on it, who walk in familiar conversation with God, daily familiar conversation with God, where we're, where we're free to not only ask him, to talk to him, but also to expect from him, to relate to God as though our life depended on him. Year five, we're going to be focusing on making disciples as we go, becoming the kind of people who make disciples as we go, seeing ourselves not as, not as people who are only receiving, but as a sent people, that we are a people who have been sent by God into a kingdom that he is inviting us to be a part of redeeming and reclaiming, making disciples and, and multiplying what God's put in us into a few others in every context that God sends us into. And last, lastly, in year six, we want to worship with a whole heart. We want to be the kind of people who offer our voices, our talents, our, our resources, our whole being as living sacrifices to God. Because he is worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory. And so that's, that's the next six years as we look at, at the movement of God becoming the kinds of people who, who exhibit and live these things out as they are built one on another on another. And we become truly and more and more reflections of the, of the image of Christ. So we're, we're committed to developing biblically saturated, purpose-filled processes of formation that we would be made more and poor into the image 
of Jesus. So let's get back to this year. That's a long road, six years. Now you know what the rest of your life is going to look like for the next six years. How exciting is that? You don't know that probably in any other context, except maybe when you'll get your driver's license or graduate from high school, maybe. Um, but here, um, here's where we're going to be heading this year. We're going to be spending this year grounded in God's word. Okay, we're going to become the kind of people who are grounded in God's word. As a church, we're going to, we're going to spend this year walking through the entirety of the scriptures in daily devotion. And we're going, to, we're going to reflect weekly and then we're going to share monthly what God's showing us with one another and with our, with our world. So why do we do this? Why, why, why does it matter? Why does it matter that you be grounded in God's word? All of us, every single one of us, every single one of us is being grounded in something right now. You're gaining stability in a sense of like, where is the ground on something? Something is your stability. Something is your surety. And, and for some of us, like it's CNN or Fox News, right? Or it's, I mean, it's The Economist or Wall Street Journal. It's like Taylor said, like your identity's in the work. Like, well, I got the work. And if I don't have the work, I... for some of us, it's the, it's the Instagram stories that we're seeing or it's the ones that we're telling or it's, it's the Facebook feeds are telling us what we What's true about us, what's, what's important, what's, what's grounding and stabilizing. What's, what's amazing is that, and, and I'm just going to say this, loved ones, God's invitation to us, he's saying, I want to be the source of your stability. I want my words to you to be the thing that tells you where the ground is. The ground is moving a lot, and I don't know that that's ever going to change, right? The one thing we can be sure of is change will continue to happen. And so, so one of the things we know that we know that we know is that he's the ground. And he's saying, my word is this foundational place on which you can rest. You can source yourself from me through my word. That's why it matters. What God tells us is that through his word, we don't have to be blown about, but we can actually see ourselves be offered faith by God. Listen to Romans 10, 17. Paul says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. So, so I, I hear through the word and then I believe him. And, and, and as, as I hear who he is and as I believe what he says is true about him and true about me, my faith grows. Like the ground is more solid. It, it's truer. It's more dependable. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. God's speaking. God has spoken. And he's speaking now to us. So he offers us through his word Faith, he offers us through his word, real hope. Now, there's a real shortage of hope going on right now. Romans 15, verse 4 says, For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through, listen, the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. 
the scriptures in their very nature, in their essence, as the Spirit applies them to us, give us hope, buoyancy, absolute surety in the future, the ground. It is well, it shall be well. Invites us to have courage of soul. It's a disposition of hope. And, and through the word, God, God is offering us as through the primary, one of these primary means of grace, he's offering us the means to be holy, to be made sacred. Listen to John 17. This is Jesus. He's praying to the Father for his disciples in verse 17. He says, sanctify them, literally make them holy, make them pure through the truth. I'm sorry, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Make them holy, Father, through the truth. This is the avenue by which, by which transformation, by sacred making happens. And he's saying, would you sanctify them through the truth? Your word is that truth which makes them holy. Loved ones, we want to be holy. The scriptures offer more than just faith and hope and holiness, which are pretty amazing. It offers wisdom. It offers, it offers light and clarity, and it offers life. So, so why? Why not, why not trust what's on our media feeds, which are taking up way more space than they should, or, or what's going on in our interior, interior noise? And by the way, after COVID, there will be something else, right? Right? I mean, you know this, right? There's something else coming for you, for your family, for your friends, for your neighborhood, for your house, for your job. Something else will come. And so where's the ground and how do we know that we know? How do we know where the ground is? The Lord says, be grounded in my word and you will have faith and hope. You will be made holy, have peace and wisdom and life. So how are we going to do this? What's, what's the method that we want to be training ourselves to be the kind of people who are grounded in the word? And how do, we, how do we see it and experience it in a way that sticks with us so that regardless of who we're talking to as we're, or regardless of what day we're in the Bible, we know what to do with it? We're thinking about this and we're articulating it in three frames, three, three steps for Bible reading. First is the idea of a picture frame. What is God showing me about himself? That's the question we're asking. As we open the word, we ask the question, God, what, what, are, you, what are you showing me about you? He says he's going to reveal himself. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, well-known verses about the scriptures. The Apostle Paul says to his young disciple, Timothy, he says, all scripture is breathed out by God. He is literally telling us about himself. And it's profitable because it does that for, for teaching and reproof and correction and for training in holiness, in righteousness, that the man or, or woman of God might be complete, equipped for every good work. How about that for a promise? Like, do you want to be equipped for every good work? Equipped for, as in like, like the whole movement and thinking about risk. Like, do you want to be equipped to go like, this sounds like a crazy thing to do, but I think the Lord's calling me into it. And it's like, okay, here we go. Because, because there's a grounding. Because we know who he is and he's revealing himself to us. So there's the picture frame. I get to see the Trinity. I get to understand who God is. And then the second frame is, is a mirror. It's... 
as I look at myself and I get to ask God, God, what, what are you showing me about myself? I'm going to read you, I think, one of the most, I think it should be like sobering. It could be a little bit like uh, verses in the Bible. Hebrews 4. He says, the word of God is living and active, not dead and asleep. It's living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. It goes all the way to the bottom of joint and of marrow. And listen, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Bible reads you as you read it, as a friend of mine said this week. It reads you as you read it. It, it goes all the way to the bottom. And then listen, <laughs> it gets better. And no creature is hidden from his, from God's sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of whom, of him to whom we must give account. Through God's word, he, he shows me my heart. He, he shows me my motivation. He, he shows me my identity. Through, through his word, he shows me the, the amazing and he shows me the not so amazing. And by grace, he invites me deeper still to more and more of him. It's, it's alive. It, it will read you. It will, it will cut you. It, it will in the best possible way, the kind of, the kind of cut, cut that, like, that actually removes that which is dead, that which is poisonous, that which is festering. It's the cleaning and holiness making that God does through his word. So what is God showing me about myself? And third is not a mirror, but, but a window. It's a window frame. And that's how am I looking out into the world and how does God want me to respond? And who does he want me to talk to about this? So, I, God, what, what, are you, what are you showing me about yourself? And then, God, what are, you, what are you showing me about me? And then, God, how do you want me to respond? Hear and respond, right? Here we are. This is why we had the, have the word is to invite us to say, Lord, you're showing me yourself. You're showing me me. And, and you're inviting me to respond. How do I want to respond? And, and James has some, some strong words to challenge and encourage us in here. It says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget, was, forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, listen to what James says here the law of liberty, the law of freedom, not slavery, it's the law of freedom and perseveres, stays at it. When the light is bright or the scalpel's a little sharp, stays at it. Being a hearer who, not being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. I want to be blessed in my doing. Do you want to be blessed in your doing? Do you, want, do you want the movement of your hands to have the favor and the grace of God propelling it forward? What we saying is you, you got to look intently into it. You got to be like, okay, so Lord, what do you want me to do about this? We want to become the kind of people who respond to God, who, who actually hear from him and then move in light of what he's telling us, in light of what he's saying 
to us. The kind of people who take or continue to take faith-filled steps of courage. The goal is not to be like, cool, check off the box from last year. Thank goodness, risk is out of here. No, we want to be the kind of people who continue to do that because we're now hearing from God in a whole new way. We're like, oh my goodness, he wants more of me. He wants more of you. He wants all of you. Like he's not happy until he has all of you and he's after you because he loves you, you see? And this is what his word does. It, it beckons, it calls, it slices, it invites, it refreshes, and it gives power to your doing. It's alive, loved ones. It's alive. He has made it alive through his spirit. So we want to be the kind of people who respond and we want to be the kind of people who tell people about what we're experiencing, but tell people about how he's inviting us to respond who share the reality that this alive God is talking to me through this alive book and he's making me more alive and I'd like to tell you about it. Becoming the kind of people who are looking on the outside of our worlds for moments where God's inviting us to use the thing we read to be of encouragement and life-giving to other people. And not even just only the comfortable people, but maybe even your coworkers, maybe even someone around your neighborhood, that, that God would put the wor his word in our mouths as we've gotten it into our hearts and it begins to show up. So how are we gonna do this? Um, how, are we, how are we going to read through the whole Bible in a year? I, I suspect, let me just do a hand poll. It's not the poll you think. How many of you have started a Bible reading plan, be like, I think I'm gonna read through the Bible in a year and have not made it through? Have not made it through more than once. <laughs> Right? I mean, we've all stepped into it going like, I can do this. This is something. How in the world are we going to do this? Well, I have great news for you. It's going to require a ton from each of us. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it could be like, hey, it's going to be easy. Piece of cake. No, no. Like, first of all, let's just talk time. It's probably about 20 minutes a day. Just let that sink in. 20, 60 minute, 20 of those every day. So it's, it, there's no way that's just happening out of nothing. It's going to take a degree of intentionality. But here's the thing. This is the thing we're doing together. Now, don't hear me wrong. Like, it's not the only thing we're going to do together, but it is the thing that we're leaning in together. I'm just going to say it this way. There's not, going to be, there's not going to be an easier time to read through the Bible all the way through than now. <laughs> Like you got, you're going to have all the energy of our church. You're going to have the accountability of one another. Like we're going to put all of this behind to be able to see, hey, what does it look like for God to move in us as we find ourselves letting the word of God become deeper and deeper in us? So how are we going to do this? We're going to use a simple tool, Bible Project tool, the Read Scripture app is our friend. We're going to use that system. It's the same exact tool. Um, it's the exact same rhythm of reading that you got in your Bible reading plan, which should have come in the mail. If you didn't get one of these, grab. There's some on the outside as you go on out. Um, but this is the tool we're going to be using. It has all the pieces I just mentioned in it. Um, but also the Bible reading app is a very simple way of following along. So it's not just read randomly. It's actually a process by which we're going to walk through it. So if you don't have a booklet, let us know. We'll be more than glad to get you one. But here's the thing. You will never, we will never, I will never become a different person in something that really matters, like the word of God becoming something that's alive in me without creating rhythm in my life to do so. Without, candidly, for almost all of us, it's going to mean taking something out 
in order to put something in. Like it's make-believe to think that unless you just like literally have nothing going on in your life right now, which probably means you're filling it with other stuff, you still have stuff in there, right? You're spending all your minutes right now, right? I mean, you're here, you're spending it. So, so how are we going to invest them? It's going to be taking something out and putting something back in. Loved ones, let's say you might be in the midst of like some kind of other study or you were planning this year to, we'd invite you to say, hey, can you put that aside? Come and be a part of what God's doing in our midst because we're going to need each other. Like we're going to need each other as encouragement, as reminder and refresher. So build in a rhythm and let's do it together. One of the ways in which we're going to try and encourage you is we're going to be doing our preaching series this next year is going to be a sermon out of something that we read the previous week every Sunday. So every Sunday, we're going to hit on some scripture that we read the previous week. So you can be like in the midst of your week going like, I wonder if they're going to talk about this. And then you'll come on Sunday and you'll find out. No, they didn't, you know. Um, but but we're, we're going to be focusing and trying to, trying to walk together in that particular way. We're going to invite you to, to, to lean into your community groups or, or to buddy up with someone and be of encouragement to one another. We're going to need each other in doing it. There's... Um, Robert Murray McShane, um, he was a pastor, young guy. Um, he came up with a Bible reading plan for his church because he's a Scottish Presbyterian, 18, 1842. So, you know, like back when the Bibles were made of wood. Um, and he, he came up with a Bible reading plan for his whole church and he was inviting them into it. And he cast all this vision and he was super excited about it. And he, there's a long quote. I actually just want to read the last section of it. So, I mean, don't, actually don't even worry about going to the slides. Or you can if you want. Um, the last section there, he says, we shall pray over the same promises, mourn over the same confessions, praise God in the same songs, and be nourished in the same words of eternal life. Like that's, that's what we get to do together. That if I know, I know that, you know, like, I know that Matt and Daryl and, and, and Matt, wow, we have so many Matts, and Matt, any other Matts, and Michael, that, that, that we're, re we're reading the same stuff today. That, that we've read the same stuff maybe this week, that we get to be for one another, that we're in the same place, hearing the same things. And I just invite you, like, be, be creative. Be faithful. Be creative. Like, some, like maybe you, you need to, like, maybe you need to listen to a good portion of it. Maybe you need to use your commute in a different way or your lunch hour in a different way or your, how you mow the lawn or when you exercise. And maybe maybe re listening to the scripture is going to be one of the ways in which you're, you're able to walk through the Bible together with us and, so, so get creative. I mean, honestly, one of the things you might think about is to take one or two nights a week and, and read it over dinner or after dinner as a family. Like just, hey, we're going we're gonna to read our section today all together. Be creative. Invite God to give you ideas on how you can step into that. But listen, don't be legalistic. Like God's not going to love you more because you read the Bible today or, or you, because you, you finished Genesis and Exodus. Like that's not how it works. Like he loves you because he loves you in his son, okay? Like that's just the foundation of what's true. Like by grace you've been saved, not by Bible reading. So all things are true about what it offers, but this is not legalism. It's invitation. Do you hear? It's invitation. It's, it's the Lord saying, I have, I have a meal for you. I have a feast for you. I have, a, I have letters that I've written to you, and I want you to hear my voice to you and for you. So don't be legalistic, which also means don't be prideful if you like, I've, you know, I'm, I made it through the Pentateuch, you know, like just let's, let's not be prideful either. You're not more loved, you're not less loved, right? It's neither way. Like it's, we're participating in the movement of God. 
So don't be legalistic, but, but also don't give up. Somewhere in Leviticus, we're going to lose some people. You just feel it. I just, I'm just going to call it right now. Somewhere in Leviticus, people will be like, I just can't figure out why this matters. It's okay. You've all been there. We've all been there in some way, shape, or form. Don't give up. If you fall behind, don't do the thing where it's like, ah, I got 64 chapters to read. I can't do it. You know, like start today. Start again. Start again, again. Begin again, again. That, that's one of the ways in which we continue to be a formed people. Not by punching out, but by stepping back in with God, expecting to hear from him today. Because this is the day the Lord has made. He's waiting for you. He's expecting to you. And lastly is ask God. He, he wants to tell you about himself. He wants to invite you into life. So if I pray, Lord, like I want to see more of you. I want to know you more. I want to love you more. Would you, would you, give, would you give your word power and beauty and, and life in it? May I experience it as such? Like, would you do it for me? Not I, I will do this for you. No, would you do it in me? And watch as God gives you the love for his word that will carry you through difficult times or uncertain times. So will you come along? Will you, will you trust? Will you, will, you, will, you, will you give yourself, even if you're like, I don't think I can do it. Will you, will you, will you entrust yourself to God and to the community of Christians here and say, hey, we're going to try this together. If, you, if, you've, if you're not a Christian, you've never read the Bible, like I have good news. This is going to be an exciting journey for you because the Bible's crazier than you even thought. It really is. It's exciting. But will you come along? Will you, will you trust God? Will you take actually maybe a risk and say, I'm going to not in order to do? Psalm 119 says that God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I don't know about you, but like I, I could use light. I could use more light and not just today, but in my life in general. God's saying, I have, I have a way that I want to make clear with you and, and for you. And, and there is no clearer light that the scripture points to than it points to the one who came as the light. And the scripture points to Jesus as the center, the culmination, the fulfillment of the law and the fulfillment of the promises. And so as we find ourselves in the word, we're going to be seeing Jesus over and over again, inviting each other to be drawn towards him who is inviting us as the word of life, to be able to delight in the God who wrote us the words of life. That's, that's the journey we're making. And, and, and that same invitation that he makes to you in the word he made at the table, on the night he was betrayed, he, he gathered his disciples together and, and he said, listen, this is, this is my, it's my body that's going to be broken for you. And do this every time you gather in remembrance of me. This is my blood, which is going to be shed for you. And you're going to, you're going to know that and you're going to remember and you're going to be expectant of the fact that you're going, that I'm coming back for you, that I came for you and I'm coming back for you. And it's going to give you energy. It's going to buoy your life because you're going to remember that this is the kind of God who loves you. And when we find ourselves in the middle of the pages of scripture, and maybe when it's, it, it, scriptures are hard, tough to, tough to take in or tough on our own soul or uncertain that there is a God who came for us and who gave himself for us. That's what this table reminds us of. So we're, we're going to take the elements. We're going to take the body and the blood. And, and in so doing, this is what I want you to do. As you take the, as you take the, the cup and as you take the bread, I want, you to, I want you to just pray this prayer right before you, you take them. Just say, Lord, I, I, want, I want more of you. 
I want to know you more, and I want to love you more. Would you show me more of yourself? Let's pray.